Hey everybody, welcome back to The Collective. I am finally back in my uh, my home digs. I have my rig set up again. It's very nice. I'm feeling very much more comfortable than I was. I even got the mugs. Oh, there we go. Everybody's doing our best. I love it. <laughs> um, while we're all doing our best, please do your best. Like the show, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell, do all that stuff so you can get your email in the morning whenever we go live, which is, of course, every day. Uh, if you have any thoughts or questions, by all means, put them up in the comment section. We will read them and enjoy them, kind of like this one right here, Winterstorm. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Winterstorm. Good to see you. Hey, buddy. Um, now, the topic for today, which I am actually quite interested in, comes from one of the viewers when I put out a, uh, a request for topics that we wanted to hear from. And the topic is, what the question was, being a samurai or renaissance man, not just a warrior, but what makes us a poet or artist? And so I was thinking about it while reading Seb's uh, post from earlier today. Which it, I hate how good it was. It was so good, right? I, and, uh, I hate it. Because you know what it did? It immediately flared up a competitive streak in me where I had to be out awesomeing Seb, which is impossible. I hate it. It's I so do. freaking inspiring. You're, you're flying down trails at warp speed. <laughs> I can't match you. I, I, I don't like it. I don't, I don't like competing against my friend, but I'm gonna. I will do it. Oh, absolutely. While he's holding the pick up the pace, I'm <laughs> looking at the camera like, oh, I'm going for you. Um, so the reading Seb's post and thinking about this one topic made me think about titles and how we almost seek them on a daily basis, right? Like a, you want to be a warrior, you want to be a poet, you want to be a gardener, do you want to be et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. These are all titles, but they're all based off of actions. So what I wanted to ask was, what title makes a man? Because this is a very large topic and it might just open up, oh, I don't know, maybe a week's worth oh, of it's a good discussions. One. So I like it. Let's get your first thoughts on it. Uh, <laughs> Seb, what do you think? First thoughts on titles making a man? Should mix this around a bit sometime to get this old guy to start. Not my topic. It's Seb's topic. <laughs> I, I, can't topic touch, I can't touch his post from this morning. I, you were I, I defer to my friend. Well, weren't you going to compete with him? Kind of <laughs> okay, I'll compete. I'll compete. Let's get, get, let's get the competition rolling then. Uh, so, uh, Chance, what you said, something there that uh, twigged in my brain. And, and the opening uh, commentary was great. Uh, but you'd said... Uh, I believe you'd said that uh, what what makes a man and uh, et cetera, et cetera. But I think there's a difference between what makes a man, we'll set that off to the side, and what men will do to think about being a man and not doing anything about it. In other words, doing and thinking. And so I think that there's men out there who think about what it takes to be a man, but they don't know because they're just thoughts that they never pressure test themselves against in order to understand what it takes to be a man. I'm still trying to figure out what it takes to be a man. When I was a young kid, no one taught me. There was no books called How to Be a Man or What a Man Is and etc. And I think that since I've been a young fella and all through my life, I've just done my best based on looking at other men that either uh, inspire me or impress me or teach me or lead me or 
something in that other man that I feel resonates with me as a man. And uh, it's not that I'm trying to be more manly, though it does create you into a more of a man, I believe. I'm just trying to identify what a man is and how I can be a better man. The problem I find is there's a lot of fake wisdom out there. There's a lot of fake ideas. There's a lot of innuendo and internet myths and all sorts of nonsense that uh, categorize a man is dot, dot, dot. We're at a point in history right now where I think some men are so confused that they don't know what they are, never mind what it takes to be a man. And so I can understand why there's some confusion out there. Because if all you're doing is thinking about what is a man, but not pressure testing your ideas in reality and getting to work on testing, if you are that thing, as you call yourself a man, then you're lost in the gray zone of someone telling you what you are and you never knowing if you are. Interesting. Seb, you got any thoughts? Yeah. <clears throat> You know, it's it's really important as as Sean mentioned to to viscerally engage in the process of determining what this is going to look like for us as an individual, rather than these moniker made, you know, to suit certain purposes and 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 sometimes not even being applied properly or correctly in 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 context and we we've had these conversations when we when Sean was uh, did a, such a great job with uh, Miyamoto Musashi's work right and and i believe that there is a lot of one liners and a lot of quotes that people like to attribute to themselves without looking deeper into it to see if it's if they're actually living the quote per se, other than just saying, yeah, I, I totally agree with this. I support this and I, sh I definitely, this is what I strive to be, but am I though? Mm -hmm. And so for me to answer the question at face value, I don't think any title makes a man, any title makes a man. I don't think so at all. So it's, it's that foundational, it's the foundational, uh, sort of, or the foundation of who you are as a human being that will make you a man, the titles that are coming are going to be either things that are socially established, you know, like, okay, so if you do X, Y, and Z, you are therefore living a warrior ethos. If you're doing this, this, and this, you are now this thing. And we love to put labels on things. We love to put labels on things. And, 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 and to a certain extent, you know, if it, if it increases your sense of pride and your sense of of wanting to to uphold a certain way of life, i.e. the Bushido way, for example, I'm in, go ahead and do it. But understand that this doesn't define you. There's a variety of other things that you don't have monikers for that are equally as important. Mm -hmm. And so I, 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 you know, coming from somebody that my entire service, I never once referred to myself by my rank ever. I never did that. You know, I did it more coming out, <laughs> coming out, you know, like on all my social and all those things and all the podcasts and everything. But I never and I never actually called anybody and said, hey, you know, it was always Seb or whatever the case may be. So I do believe that there are lots of monikers out there that some of them are misunderstood, that some of them we manifest and are not necessarily the best for us. 
but we need to focus on the foundation of that of the of your being as an individual before you can before you can really grasp how these quote unquote title may apply to you yeah i uh I had a thought you you said uh, whether people can see these monikers and you know support them or strive towards them and i i really i kind of delineated quite a bit for me was the fact that there are lots of people out there that support a message or will um you know say that this is a good thing without actually striving towards it i think that's an interesting uh point on that sean do you have anything to add to zeb i, I do as as I sit here listening and as I as I was talking, I was stuck with the problem of this. <laughs> I was going to mention that in a minute, but yeah. <laughs> the title makes a man. And here's the funny part uh, for anyone who isn't aware. Up until about two years ago, you'd never see anything like this on me. I never wore any titles. I never talked about my titles. I never talked about my careers per se. No one really knew the depth of experience that I had or the crazy stuff that I'd got into or the ton of mistakes that I've made. No one really knew because I wasn't into talking about them and I wasn't into flashing them because titles to me were an outcome of my life. I didn't want people to focus on this. I didn't want people to focus on me at all. But if they're going to focus on me, I didn't want them to see this. I wanted them to see me, Sean, and not the title, but the person. But the titles that I've achieved over the past, uh, the, the, my previous uh, careers, they're outcomes. They're not, uh, they're not who I am. They're simply outcomes. But they are part of me. And so how to separate uh, this title from Sean? I can't because it's part of me. But here's the interesting thing for me. When I did start wearing these kind of uh, shirts, it reminds me, not anyone else, it reminds me that I'm supposed to pathfind in life, in my day. And so when someone is talking to me, I'm literally trying to lead. I'm literally trying to navigate. I'm literally trying to do what I used to do as a pathfinder or any of the other titles that I've got. Now I'm reminded that I have a certain responsibility to pull some of those titles from my past into my present and employ them with the person in front of me or the challenge in front of me or the task in front of me that I've been pressure tested against and know that I can do reasonably well in the moment. Titles, if, if we stripped all titles out of this conversation today and didn't talk about titles at all, it would be a disservice to the topic because there are people out there including young Sean at 20 years of age, who see these kind of titles like Pathfinder as an example, and are inspired by them, want to be them, want to pursue them. It's, mm -hmm. it's like, for me, it's like a golden carrot being dangled in front of my nose that I want to go pursue and earn. And so there's the rub. Is, is the title the earned life? Or is the title the pursuant of life? What is the title that can maybe make you a man? And I, I suppose the deeper question is, what are you pursuing? Are you pursuing this? Are you pursuing the outcome? Are you pursuing the journey? Are you pursuing the wisdom? I think those are more 
interesting questions for me when we think about it a little bit deeper. It is quite interesting. The the question that comes to my head, especially the when you think about the deeper question, is then, you know, the song how many uh, how many roads can a man walk down before you call him a man? That that whole line of oh uh, uh, yeah, that's a classic. And it it just kind of clicked in my head that perhaps the title is what actually starts the search. So that's where we go. Oh, like I want to be a soldier. Cool. That sets us on a path but it doesn't actually turn you into a man. You turn yourself into a man while seeking that path, at least in, in my thought process right now. But uh, Seb, do you have anything to add to what Sean was going on? I saw you nodding quite a bit. Mm -hmm. No, there's lots of, uh, lots of good wisdom there, as there always is. Um, you know, it's really interesting, too, because when we look at titles and when we look at, uh, say, Sean, the Pathfinders or, or Special Operation or whatever the case may be, it's it's interesting to have the conversation with people and and for them to say you know i'm going to do x y and z so that i can be so that i can be where you are or so that i can be what this other person is and where i want to go <clears throat> and a lot of the times when you're having the conversations with them you know it's always about i got to you know oh i got to get back in shape and i got to go i got to go do this and i they know what they need to do and they'll articulate what they need to do but you know, you'll see them later, and 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 they, they they of course haven't actioned any of those things. So so a year later, six months later, two years later, you'll see them, and they'll repeat the same thing because every time they repeat it, every time they find themselves near near someone that has accomplished something that they had set their mind to, it 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 re you know sparks up their own insecurity in relation to the things that they haven't done to get to where they want to go, and so for me. One of the realizations I had one time one, once I was on the team is I looked around and I had one guy going at 6 a.m. in the morning, free climbing the chief, no ropes, be there for team meeting. You know, I had another I had another guy run 60, 70 kilometers in the morning before shift. I had another guy that was one of the only guy that's climbed um, McGinley in in the winter you know one of the one of the deadliest mountains to climb anyways the point that i'm making is all of those guys didn't care about what the title was but they were where they were on account of who they were and so th this came first you know who they were and what they did to fulfill that to live that that warrior ethos so to speak which is very popular and very attractive but also very difficult. They started with living it, living that, living living exactly that. So then eventually that led them down the path where somebody somebody else, they, they were able to find themselves in a place where moniker is put upon somebody on account of the duties that they're fulfilling. But long before that, their warrior ethos was well and alive. And we've had these conversations before where we're talking about people negotiating adversity, whether it's a, a, you know, a single mom with cancer or whatever the case may be, what defines warrior ethos? In what context are you, are you applying it? And I can, I can introduce you to, to hundreds of incredible warriors that have never held a weapon in their life, right? Like, and, and, so, and so, again, it, I think the danger is to want to do something like say for example, I look at Sean right now and I look at his Pathfinder shirt and oh I want I want to rock one of those. Man, I have no idea what it takes to have one of those on. 
I have no idea, you know, and, and, and for me, this would never be appealing to me. You would never, you would never catch me dead in that shirt because I have no idea what it takes to get it. I have, I haven't spent the time doing what I needed to do to earn the right to wear that. So there's a lot of flash going around and instant gratification and all of those things. Actionable items need to be put in place once the decision is made to go down a certain path. Worry, worry less about the accomplishment itself and what it's going to take to make it happen. Sean, you want to add anything to that? I do, I do, because uh, Seb raised some great points there. It's hard to, we could just talk about all of the things that he raised uh, for the rest of the podcast, for sure. There's there's too many things in there, for sure. Uh, first thoughts are, Seb is right. The warrior ethos, I think, is a little distorted right now in the sense of the spotlight is being shone on people who have served in the military either currently or in the past that have had, we'll call it for lack of a better term, a glorious career where they've done a bunch of notable things or they stand out as shining examples of what it means to be a warrior. Then somehow that gets distorted into a t-shirt that just says warrior across the front with like lots of lightning bolts and axes and, <laughs> and things like that. And, uh, and, and the moment that someone pulls that t-shirt on, they now think of themselves as a warrior. However, uh, I don't think that that's the case unless that day they are a warrior, whatever that means to them. So pulling on a t-shirt does not make you a warrior. Actions make you a warrior. And to Seb's point with, uh, I, I believe, uh, the story you might have been referring to, the lady with cancer, etc., cetera, uh, at least the one that I'm thinking of uh, that Seb had mentioned to me in the past, that lady was more of a warrior than a lot of warriors that wear t-shirts that say warrior on the front. And so it comes down to what is a warrior uh, or what is a man. And I think that uh, the overarching theme that I just like to put across is no art article of clothing can act as a proxy to become a warrior. You cannot put a patch on your shoulder and you're instantly transferred some sort of superpowers called you're now a warrior. The moment that you Velcro that patch off, you take it off, you don't stay a warrior. If you served at any point in your life and you uh, were designated as a warrior, and that was back in the day, and you haven't stayed in the game every single day of running a warrior life, running a warrior ethos, acting like Miyamoto Masashi in little ways throughout your day, then how connected are you to the warrior lifestyle? Uh, I don't think that much. I don't think that a, a warrior t-shirt gives you the, gets you closer to being a warrior in your day because actions create warriors. Mindset creates warriors. T-shirts do not create warriors. And so this, this t-shirt, ironically, this doesn't make me think that I'm a warrior. What it does is it obligates me to act like a warrior throughout the rest of the day. As I wear this, I'm responsible to it. The message that I'm putting out is the message that I have to back in my actions later today in whatever I'm doing. If I shred the trails and I'm wearing this uh, Pathfinder uh, sweatshirt, you can freaking guarantee I'm going to smash. I'm going to represent. I am never going to disrespect this title 
based on other men wearing this title, I'm never going to take it for granted. I am going to earn my title every day if it's a title that I'm wearing. And somehow that message is being lost, I feel. A title from back in the day, from 10, 15, 20 years ago, isn't conferred on you for the rest of your life if it's associated with being a warrior. You need to live a warrior lifestyle to be a warrior. And it doesn't mean that you've got to be jumping out of planes with a dagger in your teeth every single day. That is not exactly what I'm saying. But there's ways in your day that you can act like a warrior without a dagger in your teeth. And I think that that flows into what titles makes a man. If being a strong leader in your community is something that makes you a man, well then let's figure out how to make you a strong leader within your community. A t-shirt won't do that. A title won't do that. Only actions will do that. There's so much great stuff in there. And yeah, <clears throat> I'm going to catch you ahead of the game there, Seven, just like total mic drop. <laughs> um, one of the things that made me think about this is the fact that the titles are, they're given, right? So it's not something. Like uh, no, they're earned. They're earned. Absolutely. 100%, yeah, okay. Through actions. And they are 100% earned all the way up. And then somebody hands you a patch or a t-shirt or pin something on your chest or whatever it is, there's something that actually you do all the work and then someone else bestows a title, right? And so what's interesting to me is the fact that I think that's where that, uh, that shift, that cultural shift happens is the fact that what others see is not the work. They see the patch handed or the rank given or the pin or the whatever or the t-shirt that's what they see is just the final little piece of that. We had, uh, I can't remember who said it, but uh, uh, they were quoting somebody else and they said, you know, it's taken me 12 years to be an overnight success, right? And it's that same type of concept is that they, what is seen in the world is the moment of the title, the bestowment of a title. Like now you're a pathfinder. Now you, ha you know, I hand you a coin. Now you're one of the group that's what's seen. And so people recognize, you know, the scene itself with the title. They put those two things together. They don't even recognize the amount of work, as Seb was saying earlier. He doesn't know what, a pa what it takes to be a Pathfinder because he's never been there. He can have a general idea, but doesn't physically know what it's like. And I think that's where that disconnect is, is the fact that the work isn't seen. It's the title, bestowment, that's actually seen, if that makes sense to you guys. Any thoughts on that before? I got a couple comments from Winterstorm I want to hit on, but any thoughts from either of you? Yeah, Seth? just just the appeal of the gain is what you're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. Is the appeal of the gain, and it's it's such a flashy it's such a flashy mirror. It's just like a you know shiny stuff, but once you start digging into it and you start you start researching and you start looking internally as at what it is that you are going to need to be able to accomplish over how long and and how. Um, in order to get that shiny stuff, it gets a little less shinier, and and the and the, and the more you engage in the pursuit of it, the less shinier it gets, <laughs> you know. And this is why when 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 people finally make it to certain units by focusing on every steps in front of them, um, it it's said it's always the same. You thought that was the hardest part, but the art the hardest part is is to live up 
and uphold the, the, the ethos or the way of life that you've had to establish in order to be successful in your pursuit on an extended period of time where nobody will let you, you know, relax, so to speak. And, and you want that in, in those environments if we are talking um, specifically for some special units, but it could be applied anywhere else. The bottom line is you need to, yes, the appeal of the game might be like, oh, this is interesting, but now let's look deeply into this. What are some of the things that I, and what are some of the things that I bring to the game that make me a, a favorable candidate for such a thing? And what are some of my, you know, what is my mindset and what is the, my work ethic that are going to allow me to, to get there? And what is some of the works I need to take on yesterday in order to start pursuing whatever the case, whatever it is. Yeah, it's deeper than that, right? Yeah, I like that because uh, that's, that is kind of a pretty common thing, you know, like, on your arm, you've got you've got patches and badges and all of the things. And you look at your left arm or you look at your right arm, and you think, well, I've got some space on there that I'd like to fill with another title. And uh, as you're working on all those titles, it's it's like a false construct. And don't don't pursue the titles, pursue the outcomes. And by outcomes, I mean, the skill sets that you'll gain as you're pursuing the titles. Seb, Seb said it, we could have ended the podcast right then and there just now. And it was, you can earn your title, but that's, to me, that's just the start. You've, you've just crossed this, the, the start line. Once you've earned the title of, we'll call it Pathfinder. The moment that you slap that bad boy on, or more correctly, the moment that your commanding officer pins it on you, it's at that point that you start earning your title. Now you've got to carry it. Earning it is one thing. Carrying it is another thing and carrying it in a way that um, respects what it means, respects the men who also have earned it, and respects the future. And by respecting the future, I mean set a standard, set a high watermark that inspires others to chase that title and then carry that title for others. No joke. The Pathfinder torch is supposed to be carried to guide the way. And then you're supposed to take that torch and hand it off to someone else so that they can guide the way. For future generations, 500 years from now, Pathfinders freaking better be leading the way by lighting it for others. It's my job not to earn the title. It's my job to carry the title and encourage others to carry their titles forward to do better. Absolutely. So have you got any uh, thoughts before I hit this topic? The comment? Yeah, just, just quickly, uh, by being a man, you, you get you get to uphold the, the ethos and, the, and, and, and live up to the title and pass it on. But what is what is it? What is it that we are looking at? We are looking at all these other qualities and all the things that need to line up in order for you to have the mindset necessary to understand that you're a, a torch holder that you are responsible for this. This is where the man part comes in. The other part is you flashing your Pathfinder shirts and having all these great accomplishments, you know, and it's easy to lead, to go to a championship fight, but it's much more difficult to be a champion than to remain at the top because the motivation is different now, right? So, so that's, that's why it's, 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 it's critically important to just have a vision for the for the future that doesn't involve you 
but that brings the honor and 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 the uh, what word can I essentially essentially that you will live up to whatever it is that you were seeking to be and you you've exceeded you now embody it whereas before it was a t-shirt you know yeah yeah i like that Fill you actually have to fill in the t-shirt can't mm -hmm. wear it yeah, yeah. <laughs> and with um, my spoon-like chest it's taken me a long time <laughs> well i still need quite a few more push-ups before i fill in mine so don't worry about that i don't think push-ups um, build chest <laughs> <laughs> push-ups don't fill out these kind of sweatshirts okay. well the uh uh, the one thing I wanted to do touch on right now is that, again, we're talking about titles, but a man is a title. And I should have clarified this earlier. Mm -hmm. I wanted to hit on this real quick is the fact that we're not just talking about the male end of the spectrum in terms of, you know, what is a man. We're talking about man as in humanity, I guess, more than anything. And that female or male, these principles are the same. So I just wanted to touch on that ahead of time. Absolutely. And, um, so I got this awesome comment here from Winterstorm, and it's a great question, and I want to hit this up. He asks, is a title that is earned better than a title that is thrust upon you? One of my greatest titles, Daddy to Two Girls, was thrust upon me and is now earned each day, but wasn't earned immediately. What do you think, John? Uh, I think it's great, man. I think the, uh, the title of Awesome Dad is the best title you can slap on your Velcro patch. And, uh, I mean, case in point, today was the first day of my youngest son's uh, step off to enter into rural pre-medicine to become uh, a medical professional in rural areas, perhaps, that is sorely needed for the Canadian population. And as far as I'm concerned, it's a great higher calling as a man uh, for my son. Uh, my oldest son is uh, about to enter into second year engineering. We'll be taking him to Kelowna within the week to drop him off and pat him on the head and say, go smash. And so my Pathfinder torch pales in comparison to raising two good sons. It is my greatest responsibility. It is the best title that I could earn. And it, it, the title probably wouldn't say the best dad in the world. What it would say is the dad who tried real hard to create two awesome sons. And that is a far better patch than any patch that I've ever earned. And so just like the Pathfinder title or any titles that we all have, we can be proud of them to some degree, like correctly proud. But uh, that doesn't mean that uh, any massive title that we've got is more important than the things that are closest to us. The job isn't closest to us. What is closest to us is our family friends, acquaintances, our community, our clan, our collective. Those are things that are way more important to me than any title I've earned or will earn in the future. And so I am with Winterstorm. My uh, most proud title that I wear now is being a pretty good dad. Seb, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, the, you know, looking at the winter storms comment with respect to wasn't earned is arguable is is heavily arguable um, have you worked hard for your relationship Do, are you in a loving relationship with a person that you connected with are you so all of those things are things that were put into place by you 
and your partner and, and the efforts were put in and everything. So whether or not the girls were expected or not, the, the, the framework around earning those girls was in place. So it's not like it completely came out of the blue. The stork dropped your girl at the front and, you know, now you have to, you get to be a dad. And so um, I agree, obviously, with with both of those guys being a dad is is but again it's this is the perfect embodiment of what sean was talking about earlier and what we further discuss with respect to passing the torch on that's the ultimate in passing the torch you have you know the ability to affect these young people's lives every single day by your actions by your thoughts by your conversations by your time invested by your i mean everything you do they soak right in so you do have a, a critical responsibility not only to them but also to the collective to do it right and to do it correctly and we're all going to make mistakes and we all have and we'll continue to but um yeah i i mean i can't argue with with that comment yeah and, and seb had uh, in case anyone isn't aware of it seb this morning dropped a um, crystallization of essentially what he just said on his own IG account as uh, a post uh, verbiage. And uh, I read it twice. It's twice as good when you read it twice. <laughs> and uh, I think that um, there's a lot of wisdom in that post in respect to how to how to not only be a leader within your own life, but be a leader for others and uh, particularly for a younger generation. I think that uh, I'm asked this question more often now than I used to be asked it a year ago. And uh, it's, it's along the lines of dads or, or we'll call it parents hitting me up in my DMs and saying, Hey, m my family, my son, my this, my that, I, I just like your opinion on how to do it a little bit better. I know there's parents out there that are really trying to figure out a way to lead this new generation that are trying to lead their own kids, that are trying to create a better existence into an unknown future for their children. And I dig that, man. I've got all the time in the world to help people who are trying to help their family, trying to help their community, as it were. Uh, so this is a really important subject that we're talking about right now. And what what titles does a kid have when they're 10? Not much. I mean, they they might be a minor celebrity within their own little sport league or whatever the case is, but life has barely begun at the age of 10 for most kids, certainly here in North America. But I think it's our job as parents to start edging them towards titles, whatever that means. Painting something in their mind or having them choose something in their minds that they can look into the not too, too distant future, year two, three, four years into the future and think, I'd like to accomplish that, dot, 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 fly around the world solo without my parents. And I've never flown a plane before. I'm a big fan of those kind of projects where a kid takes something right out of the blue, sinks their teeth into it, and starts chipping away at an outcome. They're not the best transatlantic flying person in the world at, at some point in their life. But at the age of 16, all of a sudden they've set a world record, something that they didn't understand what it meant, and something that will shape the rest of their life. 
not just in the sense of uh, news and and magazine articles and and flash in the pan TikTok moments. All of that stuff is garbage. What that kind of a transatlantic uh, solo flight will do for a 16 year old is set them up for the rest of their life in the sense of now I have confidence, self-confidence. Now I have pride, self-pride. Now I have an understanding of work and what work can create for me. Things that require the foundational basics of how to do life better and feel better about doing life better. I'm going to have a very hard time picking out good clips from this conversation because no, really, you're not. this whole conversation no, you're not. is like no, solid good clips. No, you're not. No, because <laughs> here's our in-house rule. Only our guests get the clips and Seb has dropped the mic. So it's going to be oh. super easy for you. Well, super this, but easy. He's, he's dropped the mic like a dozen times. Well, so there you so go. This is what I mean. Flip it, a coin. Pick one like, of 12. I like the Sean Taylor drops myself. <laughs> Listen, I'm not really a guest. I mean, I'm pretty sure if you've been here. Ah, that's true. Yeah, times, fair but... enough. Fair enough. It's, it's getting close. It's getting one close. Of the, yeah. <laughs> one of us. Here we go. Uh, now I got another uh, comment. Any other thoughts on that before we move on? I got another comment here from Winterstorm I want to hit on. So, you guys good? Yeah, good. Okay. Uh, Winterstorm says, and further, do titles placed on us limit us? I spoke with a cancer survivor who said she hated being called a survivor because it stripped away everything else she was as a person. It made her a cancer survivor only. A title placed on her without acknowledging the depths of who she was. Mm. Mm, any thoughts on that? You know me, an external whatever, right? Like uh, external input from the world isn't... Like if you are trying to control external input within the context of your life, good luck. Like what I need to control is my reaction to the input from the outside, right? So, so it doesn't matter what somebody else is labeling me at or whatever the case may be. It's, it's my journey. It's, it's me knowing me. It's humans love monikers because it's easier, it's simpler, and it doesn't require any thoughts. It doesn't require to acknowledge the work. It doesn't require research. It, and you can form an opinion based on absolutely nothing. And so if I was her, and, and this is, you know, it can be applied in a variety of different contexts, I would be, I would not be sweating. I would not be sweating that because you'll, you'll never be able to stop people from calling you that. So what now? Uh, so here's an interesting thing. I agree with all that, of course. It just made me consider it from a different vector. And that is, uh, and I'm not disagreeing at all. But the person who has uh, the title of cancer survivor blasted all over their social media as their title uh, on their t-shirt, on their hat, where they take great pride in being a cancer survivor, but never move ahead never move any further than I'm a cancer survivor. Then they become angry about how they're a cancer survivor. Now they're pumping their fist in the air saying, I'm a cancer survivor. But they never move a half inch beyond that mentality. They never grow out of being a cancer survivor. They never pursue further ahead. They like, they're staying in their title of I'm a cancer survivor. And then the rest of their life can become about how cancer dot, dot, dot. Now, I don't know what the percentage of the world that does that. I'm just saying I've seen it. And what it does speak to me is you can assign a title to yourself that you're proud of. 
in the sense of I'm a cancer survivor and then I went out and smashed. Don't call me a cancer survivor if I'm doing all of these things in my life and I've done all of those things in my life. Don't think of me as a singular entity as cancer survivor. I'm more than that. There's people who think that way. And then there are people who maybe are just comfortable with being called a cancer survivor. The title is all they need to be known as, and that's all they call themselves. And so if you're retitling yourself as the cancer survivor and don't consider other outcomes that you can pursue to adjust that title or add other titles to your title, then uh, you can kind of, I've seen it, people get trapped in this title of not victim mentality, but in the sense of this now defines me and I will not be able to move out of this definition. There's a great point here. Um, I mean, everything you said was great. You guys are hitting money on this one. And I think what it is, and I'm going to come from my own perspective on this, was the fact that I did a similar thing with the veteran title, right? I was like, woohoo, I'm a veteran. And that was the title to hold my life at. And I'm thinking about it, and it's, it's the, that was the best I thought I could accomplish, right? I, th I put that title so high on my list of titles, right? That that became, it didn't matter what else I did in my life, that was gonna trump everything. And I think this happens in terms of cancer survivors because it is a, it's like a thrust upon all of a sudden like, oh, now I have cancer. Oh, I survived cancer. Okay, well now I'm a survivor and that is, that's as far as they'd ever thought possible for themselves. They hadn't gotten past that uh, to the next level of what you're saying, Sean, is, is you know, the people that I find really inspiring are, you know, cancer survivor, triathlete, MMA fighter. And like, you can start adding on these titles post cancer survivor. That doesn't take it away. It just adds to it. So you can add more of a gravitas to it rather than um, just kind of accepting it and going, oh, okay, well now we're done. <laughs> right? <laughs> if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Have you got thoughts? Yeah, no, this all makes sense. Uh, one thing I'd like to kind of go back on is, you know, earlier I spoke about external, um, the, ne the negotiating of external forces when it comes to anything in life and, and, and what you're expecting from others and, and, and that to affect yourself in the present. But also I think it'd be disingenuous not to have the conversation to others and say, look, what you are labeling people can be, can create issues and that's important. You know, it's easy to take away from someone in the in the blink of an eye a, a life long achievement based on an incredible work ethic and efforts by saying, "Yeah, but you got good genetics," <laughs> or "Yeah, but you love getting up early," or you're talented, or you right. love training. You know, and people do that all the time, and they will rub others from the things that they do. And I'm not suggesting that this is necessarily catastrophic, but it can be. It can be if the person takes it very personally and have invested most of themselves in whatever pursuit and now you're coming in swooping in with your cape and you just take it all away by saying oh you got great genetics and so it's it's important to understand that it, it, there is always more that meets the eye and i the illustration of the iceberg you know where you just see the tip of it and then the work is underneath kind of thing is uh, always comes to mind every time I, I have a conversation with somebody and I, I know I'm just scratching the surface, you know, it's almost like having a bit of self-awareness, 
like before I have a negligent discharge, you know, a verbal negligent discharge, what are some of the things I need to be considering? And I think that sometimes as we are imposing title on others, we are taking away, we are taking away their work, we are taking away their, their dedication, we are taking away and I think to a certain extent, that allows us to minimize our shortcomings. And so it may make us feel good, but if you're if you're going around meeting people and having encounters with other humans, and every time you do, you have to boost your own ego on account of the short, shortcomings that you know you have and the insecurities that are flaring up, you're creating yourself a serious problem with relationship building, with trust, with all of those things. So you you really need to be self-aware and self-regulate. Sean, any points to add to that? Yeah, and self-grow. And, uh, and I, I know that's exactly what Seb is saying. Uh, the let's, let's use two examples. A veteran, as you said, Chance, uh, you titled yourself as a veteran. And then, you know, you hung out being comfortable being a veteran, maybe thinking, well, this was the pinnacle of my life. I, I'm, I, I served. Now that I've served, I've reached my peak. And then you get cancer. Now you're a veteran with cancer. And then you consider yourself as, well, I'm a veteran with cancer. This, this is it. This is my biggest battle. This is the battle of my life. Now I'm in phase two of my life. I've got cancer. I'm going to beat it. And then your whole life becomes about that title of beating cancer or becoming a cancer survivor. But the journey's lost in the title. You know, as a, when you claim, not you, Chance, but when someone claims themselves to be a veteran, that doesn't encapsulate all of the wisdom that you gained in the journey. Getting cancer and becoming a cancer survivor doesn't encapsulate in the title all of the things that you have learned in that journey. The people you've met, the, the, the minds that you've changed. Titles do not capture who we are. They're just a tiny little flash in the pan of maybe what we represent. And so I think that, you know, the image that I had when you guys were talking is, and we've all done it ourselves. We step into a room, let's say it's a room full of uniforms. This is what I do to get a sense of the room. I scan the room and I get a vibe. I get my vibe first. And at the moment that the vibe is snapped into place, then I do my scan. I do my visual scan. And do you know what I'm scanning? I'm scanning for all of the titles. I'm not looking at names. I'm looking at ranks. I'm looking at qualifications. I'm looking at badges. I'm looking how they stand. I'm looking how they wear their uniform. I'm looking how they're represented and how they're representing themselves. I get a read on the room through the vibe and then through the visual bandwidth that I absorb within about 10 seconds. Who's who in the zoo, as it were. But that doesn't make a man. It could just be a room full of men that I'm getting a read on to get a sense of things in the near future. But each man in that room, with all of those badges and ranks and all of that good stuff, they're all very different from each other while, at the same time, being all very similar. And so when we look at ourselves, the three of us, we're all very similar. We're, we all understand what we're doing. We, we've had similar lives to some degree, not identical, obviously, 
but our pursuits are for the right reasons, and we could say we've got a lot of commonalities. But we're three very different men, though we could represent what it means to be a man. Maybe not like at its peak, or I'm still wondering what a man is myself, but I think the idea is, as, as a species nowadays, we are too quick to look at a title and categorize a man as XYZ. That didn't happen a hundred years ago when you were walking through the, the village past the pig, pig slop, pig slop trough. And you looked at that farmer, he had no titles on. You would look at him, scan and get a sense of the man, not of the title. But nowadays we get a look at a room and we scan the titles, not the man. That's a great point. Uh, I was thinking to myself, the the old cowboy way of, of judging a man is by the handshake. And that is a, it's a very kind of superfluous thing, but it represents a lot, you know, and the, the strength of the hand, the strength of the grip, the amount of calluses, the amount of time, like it denotes work, basically, at the end of the day. And it's not a great decider, right? There, I've known people that are, basically human garbage that have a great handshake like it's not you can't apply one to the other but i also know people that are outstanding people who just don't have great arm strength so as many things as we come up with in order to compare what is a man what isn't a man you know whether or not this person's title makes them etc is really it comes back to our own interpretation of what we see and feel and that like you said that vibe when you walk into a room and then it's up to us to determine how we act based on that input, right? And uh, I'm going to use a quote for, I think it was Marcus Aurelius, was um, waste no more time thinking what a good man is, be one. And I, I, I've always loved that quote, and I have not lived it my whole life, but <laughs> I'm doing my best to do that right now. And I think that is part of this conversation in that, as we said at the beginning, it's not just about wanting to or supporting a certain idea about living that idea to the best of your ability i believe what do you guys think seb i agree yeah i agree 100 percent. and i would go in line with that i would go there there are obviously um societal norm and depending where you're from and where you are and there's cultural differences and all this good stuff so at the end of the day i i have to look but if you if you go past the the superfluous stuff as you as you alluded to and you look at the core the core values or the core um actions that are taking you will find that there's a lot less differences between good people around the world than than we give it credit for mm -hmm. and 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 so for me you know grabbing a hold and 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 really sort of let go of the ethnocentrism that's associated with being in a certain geographical location or, or social geographic situation and looking around seeing what else is is being done all over the world and what are some of the really gives you a sense for a more generalized idea of what are some of the key foundational character traits that you want to develop or that you want to improve upon to be the man that you want to be and i think as soon as we are pigeonhole into a certain area and all we look at is our left and our right of arc it, our immediate left and right 
uh, it doesn't it doesn't embody. So again, as Sean alludes to all the time, the life is an adventure, and going out, traveling, and being out and exploring the world isn't just exploring the world. So I have a picture at the Louvre I can put on my Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is actually immersing myself in the 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 intercultural connection that I can make and try to grasp the concept through and see the concept through various lenses so that I can frame what this is going to look like for me interesting Sean yeah and you know what what title makes a man you're a man you're a man I'm a man what title makes a good man mm. that's a different answer and so as Seb just said the I think there's a blueprint to become a good man. And that blueprint isn't, isn't, um, isn't a one pager that you can just hand out to every man in the world and say, just follow step three, four, and five, and you're going to be a good man. Cause there is no perfect blueprint for every single man to be a good man in the world based on their unique circumstances. As Seb just said, we're quite a large world. We're not just Canada. And so the blueprint to become a good man is out there, but it needs tweaking for each good man to become a good man. And that blueprint that's out there is called books that are full of wisdom. It's called podcasts that have good guests on that bring wisdom. It's called talking to your neighbor who's a good neighbor and understanding that he's a good man and then absorbing a little bit of that wisdom from your neighbor and employing it into your life so that you can demonstrate how to be a good man. You're not born a good man, I don't think. You're just simply born a man. And then as you pursue life, as you adventure out into life, as Seb said, it's, it's then that you're contextualizing who you are versus the world out there. And then chasing, we'll call them titles or outcomes, that create a better man that is always pursuing the good man title. That is, uh, again, another mic drop. And <laughs> I've, we had this earlier, Carl jumped on this with this, and he said he didn't drop the mic, he shattered it. In which case, our bill for Mike, Man, podcasting today, is getting like, expensive. <laughs> it would be crazy. Um, it is, you know, it's a great point in terms of, I think, at least in my mind, what I'm taking from this is that it's not so much it's not so much the title it's not so much the actions it's not so much the traveling it's not so much the experience or the reading or any of the knowledge that you gain it's the implementation of those things into your life that makes you a good man or not i think in my mind and i really believe that you know especially with the collective and the fact that we have hundreds of different people who have all espoused very similar things but are still very different people like there is like you said there is a blueprint but it takes time and implementation you have to be out there you have to experience things you can't just sit and read books and be like oh well i'm a good man now because i read a book sure. you have to be able to implement that and experience life and fail and try something and have it blow up in your face and do it again like and just continually strive for that ultimate goal at least my thoughts so have you got anything to add on that not specifically on that no okay 
Um, well, we are coming up just on time. Oh, we got a comment from Winterstorm right here. He says, it's not the possession of the book, but the understanding of the knowledge within that counts. Don't just be a man. Be a good man. I like that. Comment of the day, Winterstorm. I'm calling that right now. <laughs> I'm going to put that up later. Um, any? Let's do some final thoughts then, because I think we've hit a lot of points. We've hit a lot of topics. This is going to be a very interesting one for me to trim down, but Seb, what do you think? Final thoughts? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one thing that we didn't address or didn't speak about is, is as Sean mentioned, the chasing of the titles. And there are mm-hmm. people out there that are chasing, that are chasing titles, that are using them nefariously, whether willfully or not, subconsciously, either way. If you're finding yourself aimlessly chasing titles on account of you know getting ego boost or whatever the case may be just understand that no amount of title you'll ever get will fulfill the void that's within you you need to address that void you need to address those insecurities you need to address those shortcomings otherwise it will be a constant chase for the next best thing and none of it will make you feel any better Absolutely. Sean, final thoughts? Yeah, there's the short clip that goes up today. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I, I think uh, when Seb was rounding us out here in this final comment, it's precisely where my head was at. He just said what I wanted to say. We're at a point now in this episode where we're just crossing over into the threshold of an entire different conversation that is completely related to this subject we would need another podcast to address this uh, for sure. Mm. And so we've talked about titles to some degree. We have talked about maybe what it means to be a man a tiny, tiny bit, but there's so much left uh, uncovered at this point. So we'll have to uh, hit this one again. Mm. I'm kind of glad that we have some sort of ability to do that where we could have, oh, I don't know, sequentially, possibly even. Mm. uh, I wonder if we could could hit those maybe every day for the let's next try and implement it six or seven days something like that let's uh let's put it down uh you know what i'm gonna schedule it in right now let's let's just leave things off with seb's last atomic uh, mic drop and then we can take it up from there <laughs> that's gonna be a perfect thing i i'm really looking forward to that one um we definitely we're gonna continue on this conversation tomorrow and through the rest of the week this is gonna be the uh weekly subject right now is titles in general and we're going to dive into all kinds of things and i'm going to start tomorrow's conversation with the exact question uh that seb just asked and we're going to have a great conversation it's um uh alana stott is joining us tomorrow so it's going to be a great nice conversation to, to jump in with any i can't think of anything else here but uh I do Maybe want to the title you. for tomorrow will be uh, what title makes a person then there in you that go. case. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be adjusted for sure. <laughs> um, but it is part of it. I got uh, my little guy popping in and out of the door right on the corner of my eye. So I apologize for my distraction. Um, hold on one second really quickly. <laughs> He's really wanting to be in What title makes a dad? The joys of parenting. <laughs> <laughs> these are the uh, these are the benefits of having mm-hmm. the boys in the house while I'm doing this. Yeah, but uh, I do really appreciate it because this has been a fantastic conversation. I know I have learned a ton just 
based off of the question in and of itself. And being able to build upon that question allows me to grow and develop and become a better person. And you can do that with us every day here on The Collective. We'll see you all tomorrow. Chimo. Chimo. <laughs>